This week's Cloudcast is brought to you by Momentum SI. Whether you want to migrate applications to the cloud, transform to enable DevOps, gain insight from big data, or accelerate your agile development, Momentum SI's strategy, consulting, and hands-on expertise can help you get there faster and with greater success. Check them out at MomentumSI.com. And now, on to the show. Cloudcast Media presents, from the massive studios in Raleigh, North Carolina, this is the Cloudcast with Aaron Delt and Brian Gracely, bringing you the best of cloud computing from around the world. Good morning, good evening, wherever you are, and welcome to another episode of the Cloudcast. We're coming to you live from our massive studios here in Raleigh, North Carolina. Brian wasn't able to make it uh, this evening, but we have a returning guest today, Navin Thadani, uh, Senior Vice President of Products at Ravello. How are you doing this evening, Navani? Very well, very well. Sorry, I, I completely butchered your name there, Navin. <laughs> Sorry, man. It's all right, that's all right. Um, I'm doing well. How are you, Aaron? Yes, good, good. So it has been almost a year since we talked. I went back and looked it up, and I'll put a link to the show notes. Um, episode 85, uh, last May, was when we, we actually talked, and, and everything was kind of relatively new. Um, but for those out there that aren't familiar with the concept of nested virtualization and, and Ravello in general, uh, give everyone a quick introduction. Sure, happy to do that. So, yeah, we did talk about a year ago. I think it's been around that long, and we've been up to a lot of good stuff since then. But let me just step back a little bit and start with, as you mentioned, you know, getting everybody up to speed on this notion of nested virtualization and why we believe it's really important right now, and it's the fundamental technology that can help enable enterprises to use the public cloud in a very different way. Um, essentially, what at Ravello, what we do is we've built a technology that's centered around a high-performance nested hypervisor and software-defined networking. And it might sound like a little bit of a mouthful, but essentially what it allows you to do is it, it allows enterprises to encapsulate an existing application. Let's say it's running on VMware or KVM or whatever virtualization technology. And it's provisioned with all sorts of complexities as far as the networking is concerned could be static IPs, the, uh, you know, it could be using DNS, DHCP from the organization's infrastructure. It could also be using things like multicast in the, in the enterprise network environment. We can take this entire application environment, including the VMware VMs and the networking and all of that, and run that encapsulated unit in any public cloud without making any changes at all. So you don't change anything in the virtual machines, in the application configuration, in the networking environment, nothing. You can just encapsulate that and run it in any cloud without any changes. <clears throat> so that's the power of, of the nested virtualization technology that we've built. And, uh, you know, we can talk more about it as we as we go forward. Sure, absolutely. Sure. Now, th this idea of, of nested virtualization also kind of reminds me a little bit of Okay, because everyone wants to put labels on everything. Is it hybrid cloud? Is it public cloud? Is it private cloud? Uh, but but you almost seem to steer away from that somewhat um, because, and, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but it seems like you're really assisting people, whether it's public, whether it's private, it really is honestly more about virtualization and that idea of 
you know, maybe some people are almost itchy <laughs> sometimes when it comes to cloud. They, they don't want to use cloud or they don't want to use hybrid cloud. And, and so why do you feel it's important to really focus on that aspect of the, the technology, that virtualization layer, if you will? Yeah, it's a, it's a really good question. You know, we've, we've struggled a little bit in terms of sort of how to name and, you know, call what we do out specifically. But you're right. I mean, you know, they're hybrid cloud. The word hybrid cloud means a lot of different things. And we wanted to figure out a way to call attention to something that we believe is very unique in the, in the industry. And this approach of nested virtualization along with the software-defined networking that I just described for you is something that, that really delivers that. And more than you know trying to fit it into an industry label as you as you called it we we like to focus not just i mean on the technology of course to to sort of educate everybody on in terms of what it does but really focus on what we believe is the is the use case here okay and what i mean by that is you know there while it is conceptually virtualization technology it's done in a very different way but it enables the enterprise now to be able to do things in a, in a completely different manner. So there are many applications to the technology that we've, that we've developed. But as a company, we're focused around the development and test infrastructure space right now. It's something that we believe is, uh, is not being done in the most effective way by enterprises today. It's a space that's very large and it's ripe for disruption. And it's a place where we can add a tremendous amount of value right from the get-go. So as far as the, the company is concerned, we're all sort of laser focused on, on delivering to that value proposition around helping, you know, taking our technology and enabling enterprises to improve the development and test processes that they have around applications in their own data center. So in other words, we can now enable enterprises to use the public cloud to develop and test every facet of their application, even though they might have to deploy their production environment on-premise, on, let's say, VMware or KVM or whatever. Sure, sure. <laughs> and yeah. and what's interesting there is, yeah, actually, uh, I, I had a question in here of, of what are some of the common use cases C compared to the last time we were on, because we actually talked about use cases last time. Um, and, and that makes perfect sense. And is there any kind of, you know, what's some of the crazy use cases you've seen? What are some of the kind of corner cases as well? Um, and, and where this this idea of nested virtualization becomes an advantage of, you know, sometimes a lot of people will say, well, you know, isn't one hypervisor enough? <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, we hear that a lot. And uh, and it's 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 interesting. I'll, I'll give you an example of a, a use case. It's not that I mean, it sounds crazy, but it's not really, and uh, and we see this more and more. So you know, one of our one of our customers, they're an online um, gaming platform, and they came to us uh, telling us that it used to t their application is actually really complex. Okay, it's a two hundred and seventy eight virtual machine application. Mostly Windows, it's got multiple domain controllers, uh, you know, 50 odd subnets and VLANs. It's got F5 load balancers and Fortinet firewalls. You name it, they've got it, right? So it's a, it's a really complex sort of an application environment. And it used to take them about three months to stand up one such environment, all right? And that's assuming 
they had the hardware available in their data center at that time. So, you know, you can imagine how this is slowing enterprises down, right? Because if everybody's trying to move as fast as they can, everybody's trying to develop more features and more applications and get them to market a lot sooner. So if I'm the business team and I talk to my developers or my IT operations folks and I say, guys, we need to get this thing out. We need to get this new product or this new feature out as quickly as possible. And they come back and say, well, wait a second. It's going to take us three months to stand up a dev environment, maybe another three months to stand up a QA and certification environment. You can see how something like this is going to really slow down the pace of innovation and the level of competitiveness that this this enterprise can get to. So, you know, and in order to, they saw that coming, right? This enterprise saw that coming. And they, in order to try to accelerate this, this particular process, they attempted to use the public cloud natively. And because it was such a complex environment, they tried over the course of, I think, 18 months, they tried three times to quote unquote, sort of migrate their application to the cloud and automate it so that they could spin up these environments whenever they needed these complete environments. And they just, you know, it didn't work. They tried for 18 months and it didn't work. So they came to Ravello and now, you know, of course, there was a lot of initial sort of getting them going aspect of things, but we've got to a point right now where their IT operations team can spin up that entire environment, an exact replica of that entire environment in Amazon or now very soon to be also Google with literally one click in 15 minutes, they've got a full copy of the entire complex application up and running for development test, UAT, staging, certification, you name it. It's sure, sure. And, 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 and so you bring up an interesting point there at, at the end of, um, let's say it is, you know, Amazon or, or Google Compute. Um, there's almost two things at play here. There's the idea of the nested virtualization where it's almost a hypervisor within a hypervisor or almost a, you know, like a translation layer between hypervisors. But there's also uh, a containerization, if you will, of yep. taking that entire environment. And, and so there's almost an encapsulation as well as a containerization um, yep. one kind of being bottom up and the other one kind of wrapping all around it. Um, and that, that, the, when that, when I say that, the first thing I think of is, um, you know, some of the, the hot topics that are on the market around containerization, such as like Docker or, or LXE containers. Um, yep. d is that a, a request for your organization today? And, and, and is that something you're looking into for the future possibly? It's a good question. Uh, the way I see it is there's a there's a technology difference and there is a use case difference. And I'll go through both of them, right? Absolutely. So if you put yourself back, you know, 10 years ago, uh, we had Solaris zones and then Linux, uh, the Linux community realized that they needed containers. They did sort of the LXC work. And, and uh, you know, so we had at a point where we were at a point earlier where we had virtualization going in order to create complete isolation at the kernel level, as as well as containers that created sort of isolation at the user space level. So this, this has been going on for a while, right? Mm -hmm. And Docker is a container approach, sort of like, you know, Linux containers that we talked about earlier. And, uh, you know, the nested virtualization solution that we've built is around is, is like the virtualization approach to a similar thing. Now, the use cases are very different. You know, Docker has a, has, is a, is, you know, has got a good fan following in the industry. 
Uh, they seem to be doing really well, and that's great. And it's because I think a lot of people are looking at Docker as a good platform to build new applications, net new applications that they're architecting from the ground up in order to run in a portable way across different clouds, potentially, or even in their own infrastructure. That's not where we're focused right now. We're focused on taking everything that was developed as of you know yesterday, right? You can call that legacy, but basically anything that's that's running in your data center already, we're, we're able to encapsulate that without making any changes at all, and then enable the enterprise to spin up all these different environments for a variety of reasons, development, test, uh, staging, UAT certification, and even things like continuous integration. So I've got a complex application environment that's running in my data center right now. It's got Windows. It's got complexity at the networking level, like I described to you earlier. And I want to spin that up. That's not something that containers are going to help me right out of the gate with. It's something that some technology like virtualization, which helps encapsulate the entire thing altogether, that's that's something that, that will help with that particular use case. So we're focused there. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, and that, that's, that really clears things up. Thank you very much. Now... So let's talk a little bit about um, what's kind of what's new uh, um, from from Ravello. Um, so we are recording this on a Monday, but but tomorrow, Tuesday, uh, April the 29th, um, you're actually doing a demonstration of uh, and kind of announcing general availability of uh, Ravello on on GCE or, or the Google Compute Engine. Um, so tell us a little bit, uh, first of all, about that, and then and then a little bit about the why behind it. You know, what what really made you make this decision to make the jump into the GCE format? Yeah, it's, um, yeah, absolutely. So we are announcing support for Google tomorrow, general availability of the Google Compute Platform on Ravello. So what that means is, you know, if you if you look at it till as of today, we support uh, essentially three clouds in our platform. One of them is Amazon, of course. The other is uh, HP Cloud, and the third is, is Rackspace. These are the three that we support today. And tomorrow we'll be announcing support also for Google Compute Platform. And during the the, the uh, webinar event that we're going to have, I'm actually going to take the audience through a, uh, you know, using Ravello on top of the Google Compute Platform as this, uh, as a full stack development environment, and what do I mean by that? So I'm going to go through an example of how, you know, if you're if you're an enterprise and you're developing an application that's sort of like a collaboration application, um, which has got on the back end, it's got you know a few web servers, a few app servers, a few database servers, and that environment's got to run on VMware, uh, and your customers, your partners, and all are going to access it through web clients as well as uh, potentially mobile clients, you know, how can you use the Google Compute Platform through Ravello in order to accelerate development of all these three aspects of your application? The backend, the the web clients, and I'll go through a whole set of examples around how to use Selenium Grid in order to, uh, uh, to accelerate uh, in a very cost-effective way your UI automation and your web client automation, and then also touch upon how we can run Android on top of any cloud and also uh, Google Cloud in order to do massive amount of uh, you know, web or mobile client development and testing work. So we go through all of these things and I wanna 
show everybody sort of the power of Revelo in conjunction with the Google Compute Platform in order to accelerate the full uh, application cycle or, or all the components in the application, if you will. Okay, okay. <laughs> now, so so this is fascinating to me in the fact that if you, if you again, kind of step back and think about it from an industry level, you're solving a very fundamental problem in the fact that I was having a... Um, a big long talk actually with some folks recently at a at a conference actually I think it was two weeks ago, um, where we had this this idea of you know first of all everyone was kind of saying well the applications the hypervisor is a commodity, and while that is true in the fact that the application doesn't care what hypervisor is running, the operating system still does. Um, so for you know. If, uh, from an application to hypervisor, it is almost a commodity, but from an OS to hypervisor, it isn't. And that's where kind of you come in and help solve these problems. Of you can't just take a VMware virtual machine and throw up it on throw it up on Amazon today. You, you've got drivers, you've got all these, you know, the the virtual machine file formats. You have all these problems technically that the only way you can really do is convert everything today. And so what you're really in, you know, correct me if I'm wrong again, but I, it almost seems like what you're doing is is you're very much that, that barrier of making the hypervisor a commodity to the operating system. Is that correct? That's definitely one way to look at it. I think you described it well. So you said that if you, if you have a VMware virtual machine running in your enterprise data center, you can't just take that and toss it up into the Amazon cloud, and you're absolutely right. Uh, certainly that doesn't work. But I think the problem is a bit more deep-rooted than that, right? In the sense that, let's say you had an application that consisted of, I don't know, eight or ten virtual machines running in a, in a particular environment, in your data center, in the sense that they were networked in a certain way, they had a router, a firewall, load balancer, sort of elements between them. They've got static IPs. They they they're dependent on the underlying infrastructure to do network services like DNS. So, for example, your app server could be uh, referring to the database by saying, you know, MyDB, and the infrastructure is going to resolve MyDB in the host name and send it over to the correct database, right? These kind of things are what, you know, th this kind of an environment is what exists in the, in the enterprise uh, right now. So even if you were to take a VMware virtual machine and magically toss that into Amazon and make it work somehow, whether you convert it or not or whatever, and it just happens to run there, it doesn't mean by a long shot that your entire application environment is going to run in the same way. Why? Because the virtual machines need to be able to talk to each other in exactly the same way as they did back in the data center. So solving, so nested virtualization solves one part of the problem um, and in a very effective way. But you also need to solve the networking, which is why we focused as much on the networking side as we have on the nested virtualization side in order to make sure that the application can really run in any public cloud without making any changes at all, including the networking. So the objective of the Ravello service is to allow not just the VMs to run in the cloud, but for the entire application environment to run in exactly the same way as it did back in the data center. Got you. So, so when it comes to yeah, if you if you have to go talk to I don't know an external database, if you have to go talk to load balancers, firewalls, all of these things that that yeah, exactly. Just because you could power on a virtual machine or an instance in a public cloud doesn't necessarily mean that application is ever going to talk to anything. 
Yeah. Um, ah, okay. Okay. Now, complete a, complete aside from all of this. Um, tell us a little bit about um, you know a compare and contrast because you probably have a uh, you know semi unique perspective in the, this industry of of being one of those vendors out there that is talking to all of the public cloud systems. Um, so. Uh, you know, you, all we keep hearing about is 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 AWS is is you know miles ahead of everybody else, and they have all the market share and they have all the mind share. But but at the same time, you know, their their rack space has been around for a while, and and HP Cloud has been around for a while, and of course Google Compute has been around for a while as well. So you know, if you don't mind, for the listeners, kind of almost compare and contrast, and and you know, if you had any practical advice of why you would choose one over the other or, or, or is there you know better use cases that are suited for one public cloud versus the other yeah no definitely you know we'll be talking a lot more about this tomorrow and also going forward but from the perspective of all the public clouds out there certainly we've been working with aws and the hp cloud for a long time i mean aws is really solid we've seen that um, you know, consistently in terms of their performance, the, the level of features they keep adding, and how we can take advantage of things like, you know, EBS optimized volumes and provisioned IOPS and things like that, that make the entire infrastructure a lot, lot more rock solid from that standpoint. But although Google uh, has been around for a while with their platform, they've been in beta, they just announced GA pretty recently, and we've, we've been very pleasantly surprised with the level of price performance that you get uh, from the Google infrastructure, which is why we're really excited to be able to offer this to our customers. And as you know, with our model, if if an enterprise has taken their application and uploaded those virtual machines to Revelo, they can deploy that in exactly the same way without making any changes at all to Amazon as well as to Google Compute Platform. So it's an ideal way for enterprises to try both of them, see which works better for their workloads, figure out a way to, to characterize their own specific workload, whether it's IO dependent or memory dependent or CPU dependent, and see which cloud is performing best for them at the lowest possible price that they can get. And that's something that we uniquely offer uh, the market. So we're really excited to bring uh, the Google Compute Platform to the Ravello uh, infrastructure as well. And, uh, and we encourage enterprises to try it out. Very cool. Yeah, it's almost like a, a new use case of almost, uh, you know, public cloud try and buy. <laughs> yeah. In some sense, yes, it's uh, very easy now for us to do that. All right. Well, well, what we'll do is uh, for everyone out there, um, yeah, the, again, this is Monday evening and we're trying to get this show out tonight. Uh, in the show notes, uh, I'll go ahead and put the um, the link um, to the Google Compute Engine uh, uh, live demo that will be happening tomorrow. And if you are listening to this on either Monday or Tuesday, uh, if you would like to see that, go ahead and register for that. And I'm assuming you'll have some kind of replay available as well in the yeah. future. Um so, so we're kind of out of time uh, for for this week, uh, Navin. Where where can everyone, you know, follow you or the company and find out more about what is going on at Ravello? Yeah, absolutely. So, of course, we've got our website and we've got a very active blog. In fact, you'll be seeing some really interesting stuff there also very soon around OpenStack. I'm not gonna say more, but I think you can. Uh, <laughs> we can have another conversation maybe in a, in a week or two. One of you guys have some availability, and I'll be happy to get you guys up to speed on that as well. But, uh, but our, our website, revelosystems.com, and the blog, which is linked to that, is, uh, is very active. That's where we keep posting updates on what we're doing and what we're up to. Uh, we also have a Twitter handle, at Revelo Systems. That's, uh, that's our Twitter handle there. 
And you can find us on LinkedIn as well. So we're active pretty much all over the place. Awesome, awesome. So, yeah, and as a quick note on that, um, we'll also be at the Open Tech Summit um, in a few weeks. So we are starting to put together a list of, of both guests and topics. Um, so if any of the listeners out there have any ideas, uh, shoot us an email. Uh, the email address is show at thecloudcast.net. Um, or just hit us up on Twitter in all the usual ways. Uh, and so finally, if you like the show, please tell a friend or leave us a review on iTunes. You can follow us on Twitter at thecloudcastnet or on the web at thecloudcast.net where you can find links to everything at Cloudcast. Thanks for listening. Everyone. Are you still listening? The show is over. Go back to your regular life. It's much more interesting than the podcast. I promise it is. <laughs>